John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. Here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. Back again, we made it twice in a month. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm happy because today's the last day of school, so... uh... This is me sober. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's written all over your face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is what you say. This is me sober. <laughs> yeah. I've got seven weeks of fun. Not for long, mm. though, I can. No. <laughs> <laughs> the last moments of sobriety for a while, then. Yeah. Um, is that all? Yep. Yeah. Catch you later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it does seem like you're keen to get on with things today. <laughs> Listeners, if you if you sense John rushing, it's because he's desperate to uh, get this over and done with and get down the pub. I mean, I know you can listen to podcasts at uh, 1.5 speed or 2 speed. Can you record them at 1.5 or 2 speed? <laughs> <laughs> well, if we record it at 1.5 speed, the listeners could slow it down to <laughs> minus 1.5 and yeah. then... <laughs> well, I was listening to a podcast the other day and um, a guy said, oh, just, you know, there's a load of information on this. So possibly listen to it at one and a half speed or 2 speed. And I was like, do people actually do that? Yeah, I mean, well, I've heard, I've never done it myself. No. I, I, don't, I don't think our listeners would. I think... They rather than listening to it on 1.5 speed, they probably just turn it off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the quickest way to get it over and done with. <laughs> just too much bullshit per second ratio. Just turn it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking of bullshit, I've got a question for you. So I was in uh, I was in the supermarket earlier. You know who Mentos? Mentos. Yeah, yeah. Mentos. Yeah. Have when was the last time you bought a packet of them? Probably the same time I bought a packet of Polos. I haven't seen them for ages. I bought a packet probably about a year ago, a couple of packets, but I bought them with the purpose of mixing them with Diet Coke oh, to right, make yeah. one of those Coke fountain things. Yeah. Right? While I was looking at them today in the shop, it kind of occurred to me, do you think that more Mentos are bought for <laughs> the purpose of eating or do you think more Mentos are bought for the purpose of making a coke fountain well in science we buy them for that specific reason just making a coke fountain for open days and stuff (laughs) um i don't know who eats mentos anymore (laughs) i always preferred polos yeah or extra strong mints for me well for me mentos it just used to be like i'm eating a giant smarty that tastes of mint so my brain would be like this is wrong there's just something wrong with this (laughs) so uh you know, like a minstrel, just a minty minstrel. I wasn't, no. I was never enamored yeah, with Mentos. Yeah. A minstrel straight after you've brushed your teeth. Yeah. And also, seeing, seeing the reaction with Coca-Cola, I thought, that can't be good for you inside your tummy. Well, I was thinking about daring you to do <laughs> Diet Coke and Mentos in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> why, don't we get Edgar, why don't we get Edgar Frank on and get him to do it? Yeah, right, okay, I think that's a good idea. I'll, I'll write that down. Yeah, challenge Edgar. 
But so so I I have a feeling that when I bought those Mentos, let's say I don't know, there's twelve in a packet or something. Probably I did eat one or two, but I used most of them to make this Coke fountain thing. So I think that the majority. Where did you do the Coke mountain? Uh, Coke fountain at the beach near my house. Right. So who for your kids? Yeah. You did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My eldest Noah, he'd seen this on YouTube a few times, and right. he just kept saying he wanted to do it. So yeah, I just took him. We just went like on a on a day when nothing was going on, and went down the beach and just did it. And we we actually made it a bit of an experiment. We took down uh, I can't remember exactly, but like a bottle of Sprite and a bottle right. of Coke and a bottle of Diet Coke, and yeah, tried the different ones. I think Diet Coke was the uh, yeah Diet <laughs> was Coke the worked. winner of the so. Mentos are made, they're produced to be eaten, but I think more of them are used to make these Coke founded things. Can you think of anything else that is used more for a secondary purpose that it wasn't designed to be made for, if you sort of get what I mean? Yeah, well, at the moment in England, there's a big uh, thing about kids buying nitrous oxide laughing gas and using that as solvent abuse. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't know if that's a bit too dark. <laughs> glue. Yeah, sniffing glue. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're sort of right. I think you're on the right tracks, but I still think that glue is used for its primary purpose quite a lot, though. Yeah, it depends where, it depends where you live in Scotland. These... Well, that's true. <laughs> Poor old Scotland always gets a hammering on this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I wonder, like, Mentos, the Mentos with the carbon dioxide could be the gateway drug into the night, like, what was it, nitrous <laughs> oxide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else gets used? I suppose baby wipes probably don't get used on babies as much as they get used for other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's a good one. Um, I caught, you know, cotton wool buds, Q-tips, were they made for your ears intentionally? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I could, I could do a hasty Google. What were Q-tips invented for? Podcast, podcast gold. <laughs> <laughs> this is up there with uh, how many toothbrushes has my wife got in the drawer? And a man playing the guitar who can't play the guitar. <laughs> yeah. It says, it says the most common use for cotton swabs, as they're called here, is to... Cl- <laughs> Are you, you're going to like this. The most common use for cotton swabs is to clean or caress the ear canal. Right. Is that what they were made for, though? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there, there's a history of Q-tips here, but I feel like we're going to go down quite the rabbit hole if I click on it. <laughs> the, the, the guy's name, who the first mass-produced cotton swab was developed in 1923 by Polish-American Leo Gerstenzang. What a great name. After he watched his wife attach wads of cotton to toothpicks. Originally, they were called baby gays. Q tip baby All gays. Right. And gays, gays as in G A Y S, not G A Z E. Right, yeah. Q tip is a brand name rather than an actual, uh, a bit like, you know, plaster and band aid. Right. right. So, sorry, but what, what, where did the name baby gays come from? From Leo Gersenstanz. Just doesn't say. He was happy looking after babies. I don't know. And what about the Q? What does what does Q stand for? I don't know. Doesn't say. We'll have to do a bit of Google investigation on that, I think. <laughs> well, John and Sam, follow up. <laughs> yeah, follow up. Where did the name baby gays come from? Q tips come from? 
Um, so if you've got any Leo Gerson Stang Zang descendants listening, drop us a line. <laughs> you could tip us off. Oh, very nice. <laughs> but there'll probably be a lot of you wanting to get involved, so you'll have to get in the queue. Oh, yes. <laughs> Is it time for what's on today's show? Yeah, I think we better move on very quickly. Uh, today we have a busy show. We have a new segment we're going to introduce you all to. We have uh, some fun jingles. We have uh, lots of chit-chat. Uh, but of course, first, this. This is JNSNJ News. Now it's time for the news section of the show. So Sam, what have you got for me? Well, I think we've discussed how cowardly you and I are uh, generally. <laughs> so, but I've got a question for you. If you if you were in a takeaway restaurant, let's say waiting for your whatever takeaway you've chosen, and an armed robber came in, what do you think you would do? So am I working there or am I just waiting to get my takeaway? Um, well, okay. Uh, let's say you're working there. Yeah. So you duck behind the counter. Uh, if it's um, somewhere where I'm frying, possibly get a load of hot oil, chuck that on somebody. <laughs> 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 Stab them with one of those kebab skewers if it's a kebab shop. When you say armed, have they got a gun? Or okay. have they got- I think you're... I think- have they got a gun or have they got a just... I think they've got a machete. Right, okay. So a frying pan of hot oil and then a kebab skewer. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> so, uh, so the article starts, and in an interesting incident, uh, the the com has, has decided to call this an interesting incident. I'm not sure if it's interesting. Frightening, perhaps. Horrific. Yeah, Horrific. In an interesting incident, a pizza store owner in the US, where else, saved himself from a robbery attempt by throwing a pizza at the robber. <laughs> it it doesn't say what kind of pizza it was, but what do you reckon would be the most effective pizza to throw at a robber? Um, probably one of those cheese crust, because the cheese is kind of really hot. So, you know, get... The stuffed crust one. Yeah, stuffed crust. Stuffed crust with uh, jalapeno, something that could sting the eyes. <laughs> Cheese and jalapeno. Or a calzone. Calzone because you get a bit of weight. Okay. Get a bit of weight like an American football. You can just <laughs> yeah. pitch it right in his face. <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm, I, feel, I feel like the, the Hawaiian would be a little bit too uh, light and gentle. I know, you're not going to stop an arm robbery because you've got a bit of pineapple in your face. Pineapple juice doesn't even hurt that much <laughs> compared to lemon juice. It's not as acidic as lemon juice, is it? So, no, I think Hawaiian would be quite rubbish. So we're going Hawaiian bottom of the list. A, a spicy calzone at the top. <laughs> yeah. Four cheese, one of those quattros. That'd be, yeah. uh, anything that's molten. You know, four cheese pizza, that's going to stick, stick <laughs> yeah, and burn. Yeah, extra cheese, yeah. That's a good idea, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trust you to come up with the best way to maim somebody. <laughs> The article goes on. According to reports, the incident occurred at Stargate Pizza in Delaware on the 10th of July when an, when the owner was closing the shop for the night. That's when a man with a machete and then in brackets it says knife-like weapon. 
which makes me think that scoopwoop.com don't have that much faith in their readers <laughs> intelligence no <laughs> Uh, that's when a man with a machete, brackets, knife-like weapon, approached him and demanded for money. You see, Scoop Whoop, have, they've insulted the intelligence of their readers by putting knife-like weapon in brackets, and then they've written the sentence and demanded for money, which <laughs> kind of shows that they may be lacking somewhat themselves. <laughs> yeah. The the shop owner told the man that he didn't have any money and threw an entire pie of pizza at him. <laughs> now, if if you were the robber, if you were a, like you you're pretty determined, you've gone into a shop with a knife like weapon. If someone threw a pizza at you, what would be your next step? So I've got I've got the knife and he's chucked a pizza at me. And we say it's uh, like it's yeah. Is it Hawaiian? Because you just bat it out of the way, wouldn't you? And then just look. <laughs> Lunge at him. But... I would say so, really. And unless it was like you said, like a molten cheese one with a great shot. If it's still in the box, you know, it'd be quite heavy. <laughs> he could maybe have his eye out on the corner of the box. But you now, I mean, a pizza's a pretty ineffective weapon, I guess. I think so. But even Jason Bourne, I don't think, would manage to get away with killing someone with a pizza. <laughs> So, so I think we're in agreement that if you're a properly determined robber with a machete, you would probably not be put off by a pizza being thrown at you. Yeah. Why did this guy fail? Well, the article said uh, the uh, the manager threw the entire pie of pizza at him and then the robber ran away immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so it uh. sort of sounds like his heart wasn't really in it. No. I mean, can you imagine going back to the crib with all your your gangster mates? <laughs> How did you rob her? They chucked a pizza at me, so I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> and unless he was just going in with his machete to cut the pizza, and he all he wanted to do was <laughs> yeah. order a pizza, and then some <laughs> yeah. nutter starts throwing them at you. <laughs> Inevitably, uh, Twitter got involved. Andy, the obstinate on Twitter, uh, he echoed some of our pineapple ideas. He said, but did it have pineapple on it? Is that why the guy fled? Was he never a pineappler? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. Some people are very, very against pineapple on pizza. Wow. Just go to Japan where they put potato, broccoli. I've seen all sorts on pizzas in Japan. I remember, yeah, I remember once a girlfriend buying a broccoli and potato pizza. And I was just like, what is that? <laughs> I mean... Broccoli and potato pizza, I would eat it, but it's certainly something I would never choose. I mean, have people not heard of sausage no. or something? Well, it just pissed me off because it's like I got my pizza and so she wanted a slice of mine and then I had to have a slice of fucking broccoli and potato pizza because I was still hungry. Potato on pizza is a pretty bad idea, I think. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the reason I dumped her. Um, <laughs> don't, don't tell us, don't tell us. The And the guy... Um, other than being covered in pizza, the guy made a clean escape. Uh, Delaware police right. are still investigating and would like to know more about the robber. So you could you could say the uh, the guy turning up with a uh, machete to rob the pizza shop started a domino effect of violence. <laughs> that was J and S in J News. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, John, what, what are you doing? I'm cooking, obviously. What does it look like I'm doing? Nah, I, I think I think you're doing that a bit too much. It's... No, no, it's fine. I know what I'm doing. No, no, seriously, that that is not going to end well. Well, trust me, I know what I'm doing. It's perfect. Or is it? <laughs> there we go. It's the burnt question. All right, and now it's time for a new section of the show. This is uh, basically where people got in touch with us about a burning question, uh, but obviously a few episodes later. So, Sam, let's revisit some classic burning questions. So, who's been in touch? We always get a few people emailing in late. And oh, by the way, if you want to get in touch, the burning question is going to be open forever now, especially with this burnt, se- burnt question segment. So, feel free to get in touch at John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com or Facebook and Twitter and all the usual places. The burning question was, what was the biggest lie you were told as a child? Child, Laura Harris got in touch on Facebook and she said, I remember telling all my friends at school that Stevie Wonder was my uncle. A lie from my parents. I was clearly very gullible. <laughs> and I think it's also fairly pertinent to point out Laura is a very white woman. Yeah, I said at university there's an Irish girl who told me that she used to be babysat by the cause and for years I believed her and then I, I met her years later and she was like, no, I just completely made that up. <laughs> <laughs> just why not? That's not even, I didn't even care. Uh, uh, Pete Siddell, long-time contributor to the show, said uh, the burning question was, what's a slip of the tongue that you've made? He said, uh, it's not a slip of the tongue but a slip of the pen. In secondary school I was writing a geography essay that included the word organisms but this was also the age when I was discovering adult literature and the word orgasm must have stuck in my mind. And then the geography teachers, <laughs> I guess uh, it gave them a laugh in the staff room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is for sure. <laughs> uh, there was another one uh, from Laura on Facebook. It was the same one. Uh, what's the biggest lie you were told as a child? Obviously, she had a lot of people lying to her when she was young. <laughs> her dad told her, that when he was younger, Margaret Thatcher was his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny I you say know. that because then she writes, I believed it as well. Shudder. <laughs> oh, no. It makes me wonder what the dad thinks, like what sort of women he's into. <laughs> oh. Well, he must have liked them strict, I think. Yeah. Oh. Um. The burning question was, uh, what's something that you claim to have done that you haven't done? Uh, Mr. Bean got in touch and he said, uh, being born in 1980. <laughs> he, uh, he claimed to his girlfriend that he was born in 1980, <laughs> but in fact he was born 10 years earlier. And he kept it going until they were married and she found out how old he really was. <laughs> Genius. Uh, yeah, Shaving 10 years off your age. Nice, I don't think I could get away with that. No, I think, uh, yeah, people would probably believe you if you added 10 years on. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Shadow of a doubt. Uh, They definitely would tomorrow morning after what's going to go on this afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Keep listening out for that speeded up John speak. I know, that's not not a hint for let's just hurry the fuck up. uh, we had another one in. This was an uh, this was anonymous. It was what something you've done to yourself that you've later regretted. 
<laughs> this guy, I think when we had this topic on the show, the Bernie Gresham show, the tattoos were brought up. <laughs> uh, this, yeah. this man says, yeah, I tattooed myself. Oh, were you in prison? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't elaborate much, but uh, yeah, I think we can all agree that, yeah, tattooing yourself is probably quite a bad idea, unless you're a very yeah. talented tattoo artist, uh, even then. <laughs> Well, uh, the question that we said, uh, what's the most rock and roll thing you've done? This person's been in touch. They want to remain anonymous uh, for obvious reasons. So it's uh, Mr. X says, does this qualify as rock and roll? In my time on the early 90s rave scene in a large city in northern England, I'd sometimes go out till four o'clock in the morning, get up at seven to go to the office and perk myself up in the office toilet with some narcotics to get me through the day. Um <laughs> I also had a very minor... Yes, I now see why he wanted to remain anonymous. <laughs> yeah. I also had a very minor way acted as a supplier for a couple of colleagues. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'd say that's rock and... Oh, that's pretty rock and roll. Are we wise to kind of, <laughs> like, publish this information? Are the feds going to be knocking on our door looking for the culprit of this? I mean, I don't know where we stand well, in the case. Well, it's in the 90s, so much statute of limitations 30 years ago. You think he's okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how are we going to finish this segment? How about we just leave it by you being paranoid that the FBI are going to get in contact <laughs> with us? Because <laughs> the FBI care about what happens in northern towns in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Been watching too many Netflix dra dramas. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks for that, Pablo Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> Your secret's safe with us. John, 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 Sam, in Japan. John and Sam get to jib-jabbing, but sometimes get distracted, like moths at a strobe light leaving you, dear listeners, wondering how the story ends. Well, pass the popcorn round for John and Sam follow-up. So now it's time for the follow-up section of the show. I know last uh, last episode, uh, the, the news story, we asked a very uh, important question. So did people, <laughs> uh, did people get in touch? Yeah, so <laughs> from the news story last week, if you all remember, there was a lizard head found in in a, a a dish and we weren't sure if the head had come from a can of tomatoes or a jar of bolognese i said a jar of bolognese probably would be more likely john went with a can of tomatoes i said i was going to put it on facebook and for once i actually did what i was going to say and i did and the, we ran a poll and it seems i'm very sad to say that 67 percent of you agree with john that the lizard's head was probably in the can of tomatoes and not the <laughs> yeah. jar of bolognese. I think my logic, my logic won through. I think to be fair, yeah, I've, I've, if I'm, I'd like to defend my position. But having thought about it a bit more, yeah, I think that a jar of bolognese would be probably a bit more professionally produced, whereas <laughs> a can of tomatoes really could be like in any old dingy warehouse somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, well, talking about follow-ups that we've had, uh, last few episodes back you were asking me about um, did I still play the guitar, which I think I emphatically proved. <laughs> <laughs> well, you proved you had a guitar, certainly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my question to you is, a follow-up question is, uh, 
well, I don't know how many episodes ago it was, but you uh, you having problems with your T point card? Um, have you got a new T point card, or <laughs> have they taken it off you? Okay, well, what do you think is the current position I'm in? So, yeah, I, I was having trouble, especially at the local convenience store, with my T point card not being registered when he swiped it. Well, so I, from what I can remember, you said uh, there's a choice of either you going online and doing it yourself, or getting your missus to do it. Or just continuing, <laughs> continuing the status quo yep. and hoping, hoping that the guy remembers the digits, the sixteen-digit number, um, <laughs> saving you both time. So I'm going to go with. Uh, I think your missus cracked. I think you got your missus to do it. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting you'd say that. So I went down there the other day, and. I went in, the guy who, who's working in there, he's still working in there. And I went in, he saw me as I came to the counter and he like smiled at me. It's the first time he smiled at me in months. And he said to me, hey, mister, like get your card, get your point card and stick it in this machine. And they had like a new special machine for putting oh. your card in. And he was like, this is like a super powerful magnetic machine. It's probably going to read your card. And I put it in and bingo, the T point <laughs> card is working. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, idleness and p- perseverance does pay off. <laughs> Excellent. But I was just saying, does that mean you can't use it at any other shop? He's just he's gone on uh, eBay and bought some like Russian <laughs> Cold War Cold War era nuke reading machine. <laughs> he's probably stealing my tea points. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny you said about me getting my missus to help me out because um, when I came home, I I told her this story full of glee. And she said to me, oh, thank God, because my T-point card hasn't worked for the last six months down there either. Oh, wow. (laughs) So I'm starting to think it wasn't the card at all. It might have been the machine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So the other one, I was just um, talking about your missus. Have you ever got her to admit that she threw away that piece of the coffee maker? No, do you know what? I haven't. So every now and again, probably I would say this week, she said to me, uh, <laughs> um, I, I was I made a coffee and then the, the black bit fell in the sink. And she said like, <laughs> oh, careful you don't throw that out. <laughs> <laughs> so she's teasing you then? Yeah, she's like George Clooney in Ocean's Eleven or something. <laughs> she's a, a crack fucking criminal. <laughs> She just loves the thrill of the chase. Yeah, she does, yeah. I'll keep you updated on that one. Next time we do a follow-up, maybe I'll see if I can if I can break her between now and then. Try and catch her try and catch her on uh, recorder. Recorder catch her. Yeah, I will, I will. I will. <laughs> And that's all for today's show. Just leaves me to say thanks to everyone who is involved. And just a reminder that you can get in touch with us at johnandsaminjapan at gmail.com and, of course, Twitter and Facebook. And let's get in touch. We like it when you do. Yep. And so because this episode we did the uh, burnt question, uh, we're going to continue with last episode's burning questions uh, to give you a bit more time to get in touch. So it was, what's the strangest thing you've uh, ever seen while going on a walk? Uh, And again, Sam seemed to be interested in the the dogging part of it I still don't need to know about that 
I'm just interested in the kind of deviant culture. I don't want to participate, but I'd like to hear about it for sure. <laughs> uh, anything else? No, I think that's all. All right. Catch, Catch you later. later. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy. Not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favourite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family. Or even the people you're married. You should join in. Answer the burning questions Send a new story Preferably something we can find about We're on the social media sites Facebook and Twitter day and night It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com And if you do this then maybe, just maybe Sam will put his clothes back on John and Sam in Japan The International Comedy Podcast